background as you're, uh, uh, well, I have a little, of course, you see it, the little pictures. It will be, the stay tuned. We'll be starting here momentarily, but the music in the background is by Mr. Phil Kagey. And uh, we actually had Mr. Kagey, uh, Dad brought uh, him in a few years back at Freedom Hall Civic Center. And uh, he was just a, a amazing, uh, absolutely amazing uh, guitarist. Uh, it, it, what blew my mind uh, is that he would, uh, he has some kind of, um, uh, playback system that he'd come up with and he would sit there and play his guitar and then he had it all with his feet. I'm sorry, I didn't hit the tripod. But uh, he had it all with his feet so he would play the music. He would play one set of music. He had another button with his feet and so while that music was looping back uh, being played, he was playing alongside himself with another set of music. It, just, it was unbelievable. You're talking about a one-man band. That was just... Uh, it absolutely blew my mind, uh, the, his ability uh, to, uh, his, uh, what he can do with a guitar. I don't know, I keep things straight today. So, But uh, it was pretty neat. He's a neat guy, and it's great to get to meet him. I tell you what, at my Bible Church, uh, you know, we've always been about outreach, uh, trying to reach the unchurched. And, you know, it's it's really uh, been an awesome journey uh, how the Lord has used uh, my dad and the church, and uh, you think over the years, all the people that we've brought in, people I never thought I'd ever meet in my lifetime, and uh, it's really neat uh, to see uh, how the Lord allowed uh, us to bring in everybody from Dog the Bounty Hunter to uh, uh, Ted Nugent uh, to, uh, I don't know, gosh, Aaron Tippin, uh, Confederate Railroad. I mean, we've brought in some incredible individuals, and so it is... Uh, been a been a great journey, and it's going to be great to see uh, where, where the Lord takes us from here. That's for sure. So, well, let's go ahead and look at our opening scripture this evening. We'll look at Isaiah chapter six, verse three, and again it's Isaiah chapter six, verse three. And one called to another and said, "Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts." The whole earth is full of his glory. We'll maybe come back around to that verse a little later on, uh, but uh, I thought it would be a great opening scripture all the same. Uh, if you are watching and if you have any prayer requests, be sure to put those in the comments section. And if um, uh, I don't get to it or don't see it, hey, don't worry. Other people see it. We all come together and pray, yes, for sure. But uh, I need to keep a kind of a close eye. Uh, because on the website, I've noticed uh, there's oftentimes a lot of uh, comments I don't normally see. So I'm going to try to keep an eye on that in case somebody does uh, comment. My watch is telling me that I have, uh, have earned my stand goal. So every time it beeps, I don't know if somebody's texting me or what's going on. Don't see any comments uh, as of yet there. So, uh, so I guess we're good on that. Um, as of this morning, here's a prayer request we had. Uh, Merv, Kim Penitz, Jane Kitchings, Wendy Lee, PK, Larky and Nancy, Jackie and Rhonda, Troy and Ginger, Johnny and Nora, Morris and Carolyn, Larry and Dinah, PT and Sherry, Linda and Ralph, Ron Thompson, Kathy Young, Kirk Young family, David Skinnett, Joe Franklin, Pat Brown, Tracy Kent, Dunny Cutshaw, Glenn Johnson, Martin Ledford, Jimmy Russell family, Betty Whaley, Mike Bradley, Michael Masters, Ben Street Family, Judy Hale, Willie Smith, uh, Jesse Gray, Mo Baines, and also uh, Jennifer Harmon, her father, uh, Paul Pierce, um, is in the hospital and unfortunately battling complications with COVID. Uh, be with uh, the family of Kim Mosier, uh, her, uh, her father, uh, her, her father-in-law went on home to be with the Lord, so uh, be, uh, be in prayer for the family. Uh, Darlene Barker says, Wendy James, down in her back, also my family, please. Yes, ma'am, Miss Barker, we'll be sure to pray for those uh, concerns as well. So, let's go ahead and go for the Lord in prayer. Therefore, Lord, we thank you, we love you, we praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you for another day, another opportunity to spread the gospel message. Uh, Lord, thank you for each and every individual who's watching or listening this evening. Lord, I pray that you'll lead us, guide us, direct us in your word. Uh, Lord, I do pray that you be with Jennifer Harmon and... Uh, Lord, uh, I know she's really worried and concerned about her father, and likely so. And Lord, I just pray that, um, uh, that you'll bring healing upon him, that you'll lower this temperature, 
distorted breathing and that he'll be okay, that you'll give her peace, uh, that everything will be okay. Uh, Lord, I do pray that uh, uh, you'll be with uh, Kim Moser and her family as they're dealing with this loss. Uh, Lord, I do pray that you be with Jane Kitchens. I pray for you with Linda Lee, Kim Pennings, and Ginger Hood, and Troy. And uh, Lord, I pray for you with Linda and David Feathers. I pray for you with Larry and Donna Knight. Lord, I pray for you with their brother in Christ, Ron Thompson. Uh, Lord, bring healing and peace and strength to him. Uh, Lord, I pray that uh, you be with Mo Baines and uh, Lord uh, Wendy Lee and uh, Darling Barker's family and uh, so many others that are listed here that we read this evening, uh, spoken and unspoken concerns. And Lord, let your will be done in each and every situation. Let us uh, be joyful uh, and no matter what the outcome is, because we know that you're in control and that all things work together for good that love you, Lord. Lord, lead us, God us, direct us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. Um, as far as announcements go, don't really have any. Uh, of course, Wednesday evening we'll uh, uh, have our uh, uh, online service at 7 o'clock. And then, uh, then, of course, church next Sunday from uh, 11 to 12 and then uh, 6 p.m. that evening. And uh, just think, uh, after Wednesday, I won't see you again to next year. So, <laughs> Such a corny joke. You know, everybody everybody does that. Everybody does it. Don't act like you don't. Everybody's going to be like, oh, I'm going to hang up now. See you next year. <laughs> so <laughs> Everybody does it. So that's just par for the course. But, uh, but it's still fun to do. But it is, um, uh, I'm just trying to double check, make sure there ain't any other comments on here. I don't see it. But I, uh, uh, so let's hope and pray that 2021, which, Blows my mind. That's talking about time uh, this morning and uh, how time's not on his side. And it is amazing how fast time goes by. You know, uh, back in 1985 and Back to the Future come out, the year 2015, you know, for me uh, as a kid, I was like, what, uh, 13, you know, to think of uh, uh, 2015. You know, I really thought there might be a possibility of flying cars, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, I didn't know what to expect. And now here we're, we're entering 2021. That doesn't seem possible, you know, and it's just like, it's crazy uh, where we're at today and the technology and what's going on. And, whew, I tell you what, if you don't know the Lord as your personal Lord and Savior, you better better get your act together now is all the thing I got to tell you, so. Uh, but anyway, well, let's go ahead and we're going to look at our uh, scripture uh, this evening. We'll look at First uh, Peter chapter 1, and we're going to look at verses 13 through 16. So if you have your Bibles handy, uh, again, this is First Peter chapter 1, verses 13 through 16. So, and I apologize, uh, I've got to make some, uh, I want to try to order a new camera. Uh, the, uh, the current one I use for the website, people say is making a clicking noise. And, uh, and I've had others say that uh, whether it's on the website or on Facebook, uh, when I use it in my iPad, that uh, I look like a bad Chinese movie where my mouth is moving and then you hear my voice or whatever. The audio is off in some shape, form, or fashion. So I've got some uh, 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 things to fix. Dad said, flying cars, question mark, ride with Brandy. Ooh. Brandy, are you nearby? Brandy? I thought she's in the kitchen over here beside me. Yes, uh, so uh, <laughs> my dad is right. Uh, you know, if you're with my wife, it is uh, a scary experience, and uh, it will definitely enhance your prayer life. <laughs> so, oh, so she'll she'll probably be messaging my dad here in a little bit and uh, sending him mean mean memes. <laughs> so, all right, First uh, Peter chapter one. Verses 13 through 16. Uh, Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ as obedient children. Do not be conformed to the passions of your former existing. I'm sorry, your former ignorance. <laughs> Get here in a second. But as he who called you is holy. And you also be holy in all your conduct, since it is written, You shall be holy, for I am holy. All right, let's just reading and the hearing of it to our hearts, as me old Pappy always says. But um, let's go ahead and go for the Lord of Prayer real quick again, and uh, we'll dive in and see what uh, God's Word has for us this evening. Uh, dear Father, Lord, again, we just come before you and praise your holy name. And Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, uh, 
please uh, fill this room with your spirit. Uh, all those who are watching, listening, Lord, I pray that you fill their, their homes with your sweet Holy Spirit to lead us, guide us, and direct us. Lord, let us learn. Let us make it applicable. Uh, Lord, uh, Lord, help us to use it in our day-to-day battles uh, to be encouraged and strengthened. Lord, we thank you. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, so looking at a few things here. Uh, a lot to... Uh, that's weird. <laughs> my dad texts me, and it's just now popping up on my. Uh, it showed it on my iPad when I read it. And now it's showing on. Uh, uh, popped up on my wrist there on my watch. All right, so uh, looking at this, um, there's. Uh, I think the best way to to start out with. Okay, let's start with this illustration that I read in my studies. Uh, it uh, says talking about a. Um, Boy went to go get his driver's license, and um, he said he was very intense, and that uh, he said that he did almost perfectly. He had almost had a perfect score, did very well. And as the uh, instructor was getting out, the boy said, "I'm glad I don't have to drive like that all the time." <laughs> so something you don't want to say in front of an instructor. When I was reading that illustration. I couldn't help but think of when I went to go get my driver's license when I was 16. And, <laughs> of course, you know, being a teenager, I was uh, uh, tended to be a smart aleck, which is something I still haven't really outgrown, <laughs> need, to, need to work on. But uh, I was so nervous anyway, you know, and I was filling out the uh, the driver's license form. And uh, I kept saying, it's the country. And I've seen that several times. Like, Why do they want to know what country I'm in? I thought, this is... Insane. I thought, okay, I can put USA. I thought, what? This is stupid. Why do they keep wondering what, obviously, what country am I in? Well, I get up there and Dad, Dad was trying to help me a little bit. He said, Matt, Matt. I was like, what, man? He said, shh. He said, I'm trying to help you, stupid. Well, he didn't say stupid, but I'm sure he was thinking it. But uh, he said, that doesn't say country. He said, it says county. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to go back over there, mark it out, but Washington County instead of, it was not the country, is asking me for the county. So a lesson, children, to uh, pay attention to what you're doing <laughs> and not get into a hurry. But I uh, still think about that and laugh. But anyway, uh, the point I'm making here uh, in regards to this uh, hypothetical situation where this um, a uh, young man uh, finished his driver's test. He said, boy, I'm glad I don't have to drive like that all the time. Uh, is the fact that, uh, you know, we tend to act one way uh, when we're at church and have another attitude when we're outside of church. And we think people are watching. Uh, then we uh, uh, put on a, a uh, shroud of Christianity, if you will, and, uh, and, and act one way. But then as soon as you get out of church or away from those individuals, then you know, a lot of people keep telling the difference between you or uh, uh, anybody else out in the world. That's a sad situation. And statistically, uh, if you look at uh, Christians versus those in the world, sadly, uh, there isn't uh, a whole lot of difference. See, we talk about holiness here. It's talking about being set apart. And, um, and the fact that so many Christians blend so seamlessly with those in the world is, is an uh, act of, it should be very concerning. Because, you know, if you look at statistics, uh, they say uh, the divorce rate is highest among doctors and police officers, followed third by pastors. Uh, that's, uh, that's a surprising statistic. Uh, the divorce rate is so high among uh, ministers. Uh, and then uh, you see uh, teenagers uh, getting uh, uh, pregnant out of wedlock or being sexually active, all the times are not much statistically or may even be equal to those who are in the world. Uh, who uh, People in, that are Christians watching the same movies and TV shows as those in the world. I mean, you're, you're, there's, there should be a, a direct dis, uh, distinction uh, between us and those in the world, and we're not seeing that. In fact, uh, I, I may be uh, uh, doing a sermon uh, on something I saw on television that really, uh, really bugged me. Everybody thinks it's so funny and and just thinks it's, a, it's such a great ad, and it just it's really, uh, it's really bugged me. And so I may, I may do a sermon on that. I mean, that's on that this morning. But it's just uh, you know we need to be showing um, a complete contrast uh, to those in the world. I think a lot of people are, are flippant 
uh, with her attitude towards Christ and uh, and and towards church. Uh, let's see, who was it? It was uh, I was reading. Um, I want to say J.I. Pa Packer uh, was talking about a. Uh, no, wait a minute. Is it Packer? Or... I can't remember now if it's J.I. Packer or, or uh, John Piper. But anyway, um, he was talking about how a uh, guy supposedly was uh, said he was in the uh, up in the morning shaving and said Jesus came and, and put his arm around him and uh, he said uh, uh, he. And, uh, just talked to him, hung out with him that morning, and, and uh, said the guy looked at him and said and he continued to shave. In other words, uh, you know, whenever Christ ever revealed himself in some way, man, you couldn't even stand. You would fall uh, on your knees, uh, you know, if Christ was to ever uh, reveal himself in any way. And it's just, uh, I think people don't take serious enough uh, the authority and the holiness of God. Uh, I don't think that people take serious enough uh, the reality of hell uh, that awaits for those who don't know Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior. And uh, I think we need, you know, with this world spinning out of control like it is, uh, I think we really, uh, you know, we're doing these studies we've been doing, particularly in Hebrews uh, and here in First Peter, our last one was in Titus. Uh, you know, it's just, to me, I find it no coincidence the encouragement, the things we've been discussing is, uh we can see, for me at least, anyway, I feel like that you know here, you know, uh, that God's trying to wake us up, trying to get our attention uh, in some shape, form, or fashion. That hey, uh, you know, we are in the last days here, and it's time we start taking some things seriously. Uh, you know, I think people take for granted their walk with the Lord. They take for granted uh, the, what they have in church, uh, and, and they're just not taking it uh, serious enough. And you know, if you're not any different than those in the world, then you need to question. Uh, where you're at with God. You need to question where you're at uh, spiritually. Uh, that should be a very, uh, uh, you should be very concerned uh, where you're at. And and also, you know, on the flip side of that coin, what are you doing that's going to draw people to come to know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior? If you're showing no distinction, uh, then, you know, why would they want to come to know Jesus? What was it that you have that they don't have? You know, it, we need to look at that, you know, whether you're at a workplace on a Zoom call, you know, a lot of people are doing uh, Zoom meetings. I'll be working from home now and it makes it difficult uh, to uh, to really interact with other people right now. But uh, no matter where you're at or what you're doing, we need to make sure we're showing Christianity and all things. We'll get into that here in just a little bit uh, as far as that's concerned. But um, we look at this here, First Peter, uh, in uh, verses uh, uh, 13 through 16. You know, I uh, uh, think guys talking about hit uh, on uh, some pronouns uh, this uh, this morning, and I got kind of tickled. You know, one thing that I have always been weak at is grammar. In fact, even in my uh, uh, undergraduate work uh, in in Greek, you have to really know your when it comes to these declensions. Uh, you really need to know what verbs, nouns, pronouns, adjectives. It really helps in um, uh, breaking down these verses in the Greek. To make sure you've got them, uh, you know, you don't, if you're not careful, you come out sounding like Yoda, you know, if you, if, if you get the words in the wrong place. And so even in my undergraduate work, Brandy had to help me with my, with my grammar because I was so terrible at it. Well, I got kind of tickled because dad's talking about pronouns this morning. And then in that study, we're talking, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the main verb here. Uh, you know, what's, the, what's the verb here that we're looking at and the participle uh, that's here. And, uh, you know, uh, you can't tell me that God don't have a sense of humor. <laughs> I hate it. And I still to this day am not a fan of grammar. I used to hate it. I mean, I remember sitting in English class thinking, God, I just want to be anywhere but here right now. I hated it with a passion. And, oh, gosh, it wasn't no worse feeling than when the, the teacher, I think my teacher in high school was Mrs. Anderson, I believe it was who I had. Uh, and she, uh, in other words, when I say, uh, I want you to get up, Matt, and uh, 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 do the... Um, uh, what's it called when you do the when you draw the line with the sentence and you have to when you draw that line then you, you have to point out what's the noun what's the adjective and I have a clue I sit there and guess at it <laughs> I just feel my face getting redder and redder and, and uh, everybody's staring in the back of my head you know so here we are today me doing grammar scary thought people I'll be honest with you and I still spell stuff the way it sounds so <laughs> thank God for spell check 
But what is, if we look at this here, now let's read this again. Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, uh, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance, but as we, as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. Now, when we look at this, all right, let's just focus right now on verse 13, if we will. Okay, we're looking at this, and we're doing a teaching here this evening. If you're looking at verse 13, what would be the, the verb? What would be the main focal point in verse 13? So, makes it difficult uh, doing this online to pose a question like this, because if I was uh, physically in the church, I, I could literally ask this, and ask, you know, and maybe somebody could uh, could tell me who's listening. So, uh, with do, doing it online, even with me asking, with there being a delay, it'd be hard for me to uh, to sit and wait and get the the right answer. So, the main verb here that we're looking at is hope. Your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you. So, we're looking at your hope is what we're looking at here. Okay. So, the, uh, hope fully, not hopefully, but hope fully. Uh, you know, we're looking at this in, in, uh, in what we're hoping, what we're looking forward to. You know, we look forward to the things that are that is to come. You know, we need to be grounded in where God is using us, where he has us at today. All right, we for sure. But we need to also, we have that hope to endure those things that, uh, that we're maybe facing today. Hope fully in the things of Jesus Christ, not only his coming, uh, his, you know, the grace he gives us now, the mercy he gives us now, the forgiveness he shows us now, but the future glory that we're going to have, or no more pain, no more sorrow. We get to look for those things. The fact we can look at um, uh, in verse uh, chapter three, verse chapter three, verse fifteen. I get here in a second. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for the reason for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. All right? So to make a defense to anyone uh, who asks you for the reason for the hope that is in you. Now, you may be saying, okay, well, Matt, I've, I've never been to seminary. I don't uh, know much about uh, theology. Uh, I don't, uh, uh, you know, I don't know the four spiritual laws. So, you know, that people get a little freaked out when they when they see a verse like this. And, you know, how am I supposed to give a defense? What am I supposed to do? You know, it it it, it, it messes with them to a certain extent, if you will. But uh, but here's we'll have the answer. All right. So we start out with this very first word in verse thirteen. Therefore, well. But I mean, my uh, and and uh, my dad had professors say the same thing to him. I know when I was in undergraduate studies, in my probably even in graduate studies, I remember you know when you see that word therefore, ask yourself what is it therefore? And uh, but when we see that word therefore, we can directly look back up uh, to our verses we looked at. Uh, we we're, I'm gonna look at verses uh, three through seven here in chapter one, but you can really go back and look at verses three through twelve if you really want to get the full. Uh, full body effect, if you will. So, but if you look at verse three uh, through seven, all right. So therefore, so we're talking about uh, giving, be able to give a defense for the hope that is in us. We're looking to hear that hope fully. All right. We see, blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to Him, according to this great mercy, I apologize. He has caused us to be born again to a living hope. So we see that word again through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven, for you who, by God's power, are being guarded through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. In this, rejoice, through now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials. Now, wait a minute, you see, you know, again, you see this, what does this mean, necessary? To be grieved through various trials, what you know, what what may that be? You know, what's that supposed to mean? Uh, well, you know, even though we're going to face trials and we're going to face tribulations, uh, it is going to um, we have that hope during those trials and tribulations for one, and two, it's going to distinguish the wheat from the chaff because there's going to be a lot of people when they face those trials or tribulations, 
they're going to tuck tail and run. They don't want, you know, it's so easy to want the good things of God, but then when things get tough and things get hard, it's easy to want to tuck tail and run and be like, hey, you know, I don't want this, this is not what I signed on for and have nothing more to do uh, with Christianity. But when we see that there, we have, we have those great, but necessary that we face those various trials. You know, it's going to build us up. It's going to strengthen us. We face those trials, and they're not fun. And they're not supposed to be. You know, we talked about, you know, when you put uh, gold, the, the, the longer you leave it in that, in that heat or that fire, uh, the more the impurities come up to the top. And that's when, you know, they, they, of course, they, 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 they skim those impurities off the top. But it has to go through that, that, that fire uh, in order to, to purify that gold. And sometimes we have to go through that fire. We have to go through those trials. We don't understand it. It's painful. We don't like it. But it may be something God may have, may have to put us through in order to get, maybe get our attention, draw us closer to Him, show us something. Uh, you know, give me a number of reasons on that. So that the test of genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, when we were. Um, Talking about here, right, by giving that strong defense. We can look at several things here in order to give us, uh, talking about that, that strong defense, okay? Um, let's see, I'm trying to debate whether I want to go ahead and read through. Let me go ahead and read through verse 12. I don't think it's going to hurt anything to go ahead and read through verse 12. I'll be good to recap anyway. We're, we hadn't met, met in a couple of weeks, so, I mean, we didn't meet last Sunday or Wednesday, but you know what I mean. We hadn't met. So, anyway, let's see, I left off at um, 7. So that uh, testing was your faith, more precious than gold. Precious though it is uh, tested by fire, may be found a result of praise and glory and honor and revelation of Jesus Christ. Verse 8, though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him. Rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. Obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Concerning the salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to your to be yours, searched and inquired carefully, inquiring what person of time the Spirit of Christ then was indicating when predicted the sufferings of Christ, the subsequent glories, it was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves but you, and the things that have now been announced to you, though through through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit and from heaven, things into which angels long to look. Now, and again, okay, going back to what we read here in uh, three fifteen, uh, talking about giving that strong defense, we have the living hope, uh, we have the inheritance. We have the uh, uh, God's power. We have uh, we talk about uh, 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 Jesus' resurrection. We have you, you can see all these things that are given to us to give a strong defense in regards to our uh, convictions to Jesus Christ. Now, that's one thing I heard my dad say many years ago in regards to the distinction between beliefs and conviction, because you can believe a lot of things. Beliefs can change. But if you have a conviction about something, that's something that is static. That is something that is true. That is something that is unwavering. It's something that's not going to change. And so when it comes to our conviction in the things of Jesus Christ, we look towards that inheritance. We look to that genuineness of faith. Faith that is more precious than gold. Uh, we, we you know, you would look at all these. I mean, you can see all these things from verse 3 to 12 that can help give us that true, strong defense of God's word. And so and that's why we can read that. We look at that hope, all right, and we see we're talking about the, the hope fully, hope fully on that grace. We can look at verse 315. Um, let's see here, I think. Um, okay, I want to also look at verse 16. I was trying to be able to read that. Or I think I will in chapter 3, verse 16. We just read, we were talking about verse 15. Verse 16, having a good conscience so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame, for it's better to suffer for doing good, if that should be God's will, than for doing evil. But, um, you know, because there are going to be those out there who are going to slander us. They're going to make fun of us. They think we're stupid. They think that we are ignorant. They think that we are fools. They think, you know, that uh, I've, I've heard it, probably, I don't want to say I've heard it all, but I've heard most of how people uh, feel in regards to Christianity. Uh, I think if anybody who's been on social media for any amount of significant time that you know exactly uh, what you're going to hear, what you're going to face, what you're going to see, uh, and how people loathe, hate, despise Christianity. They hate church. You know, it is, uh, uh, I, I get kind of tickled like this morning. 
this guy, he called me a, uh, he said I was a minister and I was a troll. And what it was about, uh, I was kind of making a joke really more than anything, but I, apparently I uh, made a snowflake uh, melt this morning, but uh, uh, it was in this uh, uh, Jeep forum. And this guy's wanting to know how to, he's wanting, he said he's wanting to redo uh, his Jeep. I said, the best thing you can do is take it outside, set it on fire, and buy you something that's uh, dependable. Because I said, I've had, I've had three, and every one of them were just junk, just rusted junk. I mean, I love Jeeps, don't get me wrong. I love them, but every, but every one of them, every regular I've had has been rusted uh, junk. It just cost me money, just, just throwing money away, I mean, really. And uh, this guy said I was a troll, and the first thing he wanted to point out was that I was a minister and a troll. And uh, so, you know, it, it, it always cracks me up when somebody uh, doesn't like what you have to say. The first thing they first thing they always want to do is go back and look at your profile and see what you do for a living, or if you if you demonstrate that you're a Christian in any way, that's the first thing that they want to do is attack that because they think that's what's going to make you angry. They think that's what's going to hit your buttons, but they don't realize that they're dealing with a smart aleck. And so when he put that, I said, I'm sorry, little snowflake. I, I didn't mean to make you triggered. And so he never responded after that. He probably had to find a safe space and uh, grab his um, uh, support stuffed animal and, and Play-Doh and cry in the corner. So, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it is, uh, we're going to hear it. All right. And, uh, and God's word never made any, you know, uh, excuses to the contrary that we wouldn't. We're going to face people who are going to, uh, we, uh, to uh, slander us and make fun of us, but if we can show that character, if we can show uh, that uh, that we are are uh, still staying true to our convictions, stay true to the Lord. You know, what are they going to say? You know, that we, if we are living what we believe, there's not much whole lot that they can really say or do. But uh, you know, when we look at that, okay, now I was talking about uh, the main verb here. Uh, talking about um, uh, how we're talking about hope. What does that mean? Hope fully. But when we look at the participle here, all right, and that would be go back up to um, preparing. All right, we look at this. Therefore, preparing, all right, preparing your minds uh, for action and being sober-minded. Okay, so you look at that participle. And again, I am. Uh, I feel uh, uh, like I'm out of my depth when I talk about verbs and participles, but it doesn't change what it is. But it is, um, we look at that here, uh, when I was looking at, when I was preparing for this evening, uh, I, was, I was reading a little bit of John Piper's, uh, uh, what he had wrote about this. And one thing he was talking about is when you're talking about preparing uh, your minds for action, he said that's thinking energetically. And uh, also he said, and being sober-minded, thinking clearly. Okay, so... If you know, that's one thing we have to be aware of when we look at this verse here is that uh, we must be focused on the things of Jesus, uh, focused on Christ's coming, uh, focused on the things of God's Word. Those are the things that we must be focused on. Your Bibles may be, may say, uh, to uh, to gird up the loins of your mind, all right, because now I'm reading an English Standard Version, and when you see that to gird up the loins of your mind. Uh, it, the one uh, in Barclay's commentary, uh, one thing that he talked about in it uh, was uh, at that time. You know, of course, you got to think uh, in, in the specific culture in which this is referring to. Uh, they had uh, long flowing like robes that they wore, more or less. But they was, but they were girded about with a with a belt. You know, when I, when I uh, so you would more like a wide, thick leather belt, if you will. And so, if they were in a hurry, if they want to take off running. They would reach down uh, and, and grab the backside of that uh, cloak and tuck it in to that belt. So more or less, they were making a pair of shorts out of really what you think about. But that's so they can run faster. You know, think of it as rolling up your sleeves or something like that. To uh, that you're 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 going to take this seriously. You know that you're not being lazy, preparing your mind, thinking energetically, not being very, not being lazy uh, in those types of situations. And, um, and we look at that, that, that holy living in light of Christ's uh, coming requires spiritual uh, uh, alertness. You know, we have to be sober. You know, what uh, we see in 5.8, to be sober-minded, be, that uh, the, the, the devil walks out like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. We must be, uh, be careful. You know, if we thought there was a lion out in the middle of a road, then we're not going to uh, just walk out willy-nilly out in the middle of the you know, yard or 
we'll have our kids put up, we'll have the door shut and locked, we're going to be careful. And, you know, we used to, when you use that illustration, you know, it, for some people may think, well, you know, it's hard to imagine. Was it just, um, uh, was a few months ago, there really was a, a tiger or leopard or something that got loose in Knoxville. <laughs> so, you know, so there literally was a lion or, or uh, a wild animal that uh, got loose from the zoo was swarming around the neighborhood. And so I'm sure people were being very careful uh, in what they were doing. And, and that's the thing, you know, we have to be careful of what we watch on television, what we listen to, what you surf on the internet. You know, I've told you this before, it's so uh, frustrating. You know, there's a lot of times I've been, you know, I just be, uh, you know, uh, I'm preparing a PowerPoint or something and I'm, I'm trying to find pictures to go with that PowerPoint or even, you know, of course, you all know I do these little uh, advertisements uh, for uh, Sunday morning service for dad and sometimes find pictures. And it blew my mind how I, and this is no lie, I had literally looked up a Bible verse and then there will be some scantily clad picture of a female. And I'm thinking, how? You know, it just shows the, how the devil wants to, to pull your mind in a direction it shouldn't be in. Uh, it, it's to be, be doing something innocently, looking up scripture and some piece of garbage pops up, you know. And so you can either have the choice of, hey, I'm going to dwell on this image or I'm going to get out of there. And, and that's one thing we look at being sober-minded uh, in particular. Uh, of course, obviously, that would be the antithesis to being drunk. But uh, not only is it an antithesis to being drunk, but to think clearly. And you can't do that if you are viewing things you shouldn't, if you are, if your mind is not focused on the things of Jesus Christ, you know, that's why we have to memorize scripture. That's why we have to fight. That's why the, the battle is in the mind. We don't wrestle with flesh and blood. All right. It is a, it, it is, it is a mind battle. That's why we have to fight it with scripture. And it amazes me uh, when I've had people come to me and they say, well, uh, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to fight this, whether it's an addiction, uh, depression, whatever it is. And I say, hey, you know, that's why I've got, uh, I made me and dad these, uh, it looks like um, uh, pharmacy, I mean, uh, prescription pads. And, of course, it has the church name on it, uh, but it's laid out like a uh, prescription pad. And so, uh, uh, hold on. I was hoping when I was back here, I wouldn't do this. I'm back here with my... Uh, wireless uh, thing is back here my router and uh, and my stupid iPad still uh, has uh, stopped working here. Hold on a second. Uh, tell you what, the old devil just don't let up, does he? It just never fails. Every time I try to get in the middle of an illustration or something, that's when the old devil decides that's when he wants to shut off the uh, live stream to uh, the uh, message here. And uh, get it back up here. All right, there we go. Give me a second. All right, um, for those watching on the church website, apologize for the delay. All right, so uh, now going back to what I was talking about, uh, it amazes me those what they're dealing with, and I will give them scripture, and uh, and I'll say I'll fill it out. I'll have it in the pad, and I'll say, you know, read. Um, I think. Philippians 4, 6, and 7, and 13. 2 Timothy 1, 7. Matthew 6, 25 through the end of the chapter. Uh, you know, just be a number of Proverbs, I don't know, uh, 5, 6, and 7. I don't know. There's, there's a ton of different scriptures I can use. Ephesians, you know, there, no matter what it may be. And I'll say, here, I want you to study this. I want you to read this. And when you start feeling those uh, feelings of, uh, say, you're dealing with feelings of lust, uh, you know, and you start feeling that coming on, quote that scripture. You start feeling depression. Uh, you know, redirect your thinking and focus on these verses. And I'll write those down. I'll hand those to the individual. And they say, well, they'll look at it. Yeah. But what do you think that I should? And I'm thinking, wait a minute. All right. You, I sit here. I'm giving you. All right. It's like I'm, I'm arming you. You know, I look up because I have uh, various weapons on my wall over here. You know, uh, I have, uh, I'm sitting here giving you uh, scripture, the same thing as arming you. and say, here's what you need to do. Here's what you need to memorize. Here's how you are to react in this situation. And they still look at me and say, yeah, that's good. But, uh, but what do you think I should do? Or how should I handle this? And 
I just don't, and I'm thinking, you don't want to put the effort into it. That's what it boils down to. How bad do you want it? That's really what it boils down to. How bad do you want it? You can be victorious in the things of Christ, you, you, but you have to be sober-minded. You have to memorize God's Word and, and to fight these these inclinations, wherever it may be, uh, to, because, see, that's what the devil wants to do. He wants to um, to fill your mind with everything, anything, but the, the things of Christ. You know, that's why we have to be diligent. We have to be sober-minded. That's why we see here preparing your mind for action. Because we have to fight back, people. It does, it's not easy. The easy thing is to dwell on the things you shouldn't. The easy thing is to go down the path you shouldn't. That is the easy thing to do. Prepare for action. Be ready to fight and use Scripture. But see, people don't want to put the effort and the work into it. They don't want to memorize these verses. They don't want to memorize because that, that takes uh, that takes work. Uh, you know, gosh, I don't want to do that. You know, I don't want to you know, have to sit and memorize verses. They want a quick fix. Yes, you know, that's the problem with everything in our society. Everything's just a quick fix. Everything's just, you know, I pop it in the microwave and done in a few seconds. And, you know, if Wi-Fi is, you know, it cracks me up. You know, the other day I was getting aggravated because my Wi-Fi wasn't responding as quick as I wanted. And um, I remember... Back in the 90s, if you wanted to get on Wi-Fi, oh my gosh, you had to, to use your phone line and you had to, to uh, wait for that connect with AOL or whatever. And of course, it sounded like all the beeps and the whistles and the screams. And finally, if you after you got online, then you could go look at something, but then you had to sit there forever. God help you if you wanted to look at a video or a picture. It used there for all day. And then it never fails, though, just as soon as you started to, to, to uh, get to an area you're, you've been waiting forever to get to, uh, somebody picks up the phone and the whole connection is gone. You know, so th you think about today. You know, we want everything instantaneously. All right, we're thinking that instant, and uh, we don't realize we forget about those days. You know, our internet may be a little slow. We forget about those days when it sounded like a fax machine when you're trying to get online uh, to uh, to look at something. And do not miss those days at all. I do not miss AOL. I do not miss Prodigy. And I have my own reasons for not missing prodigies. I used to be technical support of prodigy, and I tell you what, it—I uh, can't put into words the anger <laughs> that I had to fight when I was doing uh, technical support. And this is no lie. This is no—I know I'm getting off topic a little bit. But this is no lie. The, the of course I understand a lot of people were really getting into computer, kind of new to it, but they thought the mouse was a foot pedal. I'm not lying. They thought it was a sewing machine, apparently. They thought the CD-ROM was a cup holder. I remember one night, <laughs> I got so mad. I literally broke the headset at work because I told this guy, I said, I want you to do your start button. I want you to uh, shut off your computer and restart it. Can't find it. I said, over on your left-hand side. You know, I'm with this for an hour. Man, I'm with this with this guy. I said, how do you cut off your computer? Oh, I hit this button on the left side. And it I just, when he said that, I think I hung up on him. I was so mad <laughs> to keep him cussing. He might do that. But see, when you're dealing with anger, all right, or when you're dealing with depression, you know, right now, the holidays, it can be very depressing. You think about those people you've lost, um, you know, it can be, and, and quite honestly, it's, it's um, I've been real emotional uh, this holiday season for whatever reason. It's been, been a real struggle, and it's easy uh, to set your mind in that state of depression. But that's when you come back with God's Word and you fight that. All right? To, to be have that sober mind to fight back. You know, and, and, and verse after verse, God has not given spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. You know, uh, God has got given a spirit of fear, power, love. You know, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, God has not given a spirit of fear, power, love, and a sound mind. Ready to see that is in me, the heathen is in the world. I can do all things through Christ who strengthen me. You know, be anxious for another. Prayer, supplication, request be made known unto God. The peace of God surpasses all understanding. Guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And then underneath uh, four, uh, Philippians 4, 6 and 7, verse 8, talks you about uh, the very things we need to focus on, the things that are pure and lovely and right. Those are the things we have to work on. But so many people, they do not want to focus on that things. And uh, and so far, I'll be honest with you, as a counselor and as a pastor, it is aggravating uh, when I give them the tools and they don't want to use it. And they and that's why, you know, Dan and I, we're kind of like uh, triage. 
You come in there, we do one, two council sessions tops, and that's that's it because we're trying to point you in the right direction. And and even if our church didn't do that, it didn't mean they didn't do that. Even in my graduate studies, that's when they said you have to be very careful. If they need long term care, they you know they, they need to go to a, a a Christian counseling center somewhere and get long term care because there's a danger for a lot of uh, counselees to become dependent upon the counselor. And that's one thing that me and Dad try to do is that we're trying to direct people in the right direction. But sadly, they don't want to do it. They want you to hold your hand through all these things, and we, we can't do that. Now, again, you know, we're talking about being sober and being alert. All right, we're looking at it here in verse 13. But uh, we also see that holy living in light of Christ's uh, coming is motivated by grace. All right, again, here, we're seeing here to fix our hope fully on the grace that will that will be brought to you in, at the revelation of Jesus Christ. All right. So that grace, God's grace, and uh, and we must, you know, we we've got not only do we have that hope to look forward, that hope fully in the things of, of Christ. In fact, um, in regards to for for our preparing our minds for action and be sober minded, one thing that uh, John Piper said I thought was really good uh, that I wrote down here is that the mind serves the heart. Uh, the affections, the emotions, biblical thinking serves passionate hoping. And um, and that's just it. In, in order for us to have that hope, which may be a type of an emotion, and all, all, all the way to really uh, effectively use that emotion is to be sober-minded, is to uh, keep our eyes focused with conviction the things of Jesus Christ. Our minds for action, thinking energetically. You know, it's just the, what what um, was it the uh, uh, what stays in motion? What, what goes in motion stays in motion. I know that ain't right. I said interrupt. You know what I'm saying? What stays at rest uh, is at, you know, whatever's at rest stays at rest. And we have to be continually growing, continually moving. You know, and just looking at that word hope. You know that that word hope alone. Uh, there are so much uh, just hoping in the things of Jesus Christ can be of great significance to us. Uh, spiritually, mentally, and emotionally, you know, you look at that word hope, and uh, was it the the saying is that um, you can live forty days without food, um, three days without water, um, let's see, uh, eight minutes without oxygen, and one second without hope, or something like that, or and uh, uh, something to that effect. And uh, uh, that's true. You know, if, you, if there's no hope, if there's nothing, you just give up. You know, but those who are saved, those who know Jesus Christ are personal Savior, we have that hope to keep moving forward. You know, we, we can just lay there and give up. And, uh, you know, as we've been watching uh, this show that used to come on TV on Netflix and set in a western town, and uh, this guy, he was... Uh, uh, ex uh, uh, Civil War uh, fought for the South. I almost mine's not thinking clearly, but anyway, uh, they're showing uh, this guy getting his leg cut off. You know, and I'm sitting there thinking, uh, whether it's a Civil War or any other war, you imagine, particularly Civil War. I mean, no anesthetic. Uh, that's why most men died. It just you know from the you know amputation of legs and loss of blood. Uh, the lack of, uh, of uh, you know, they didn't wash their hands, it was, you know, it wasn't sanitary. And, uh, but I think that a lot of men, uh, with the lack of hope, that's why they died. You know, they thought, you know, you, you heard dad talk about that too. Is, you know, they, they thought they never going to see home again. They never thought they'd going to see their, their mother. And uh, it's a sad situation. But if there isn't any hope, it's hard for a lot of people to keep going. It's hard for anybody to keep going if you don't have hope. Right now, people, we're, I'm offering you hope. I'm showing you hope. I'm showing you that we, you know, as Christians, we need to take seriously the things of Christ, particularly in these last days. We need to take the things of God seriously. We've got to pick up our weapon. We have to fight. We can't be flippant about the things of Jesus Christ. We can't be flippant about the things of God. We can't act one way at church, one way on the weekends, one way at work, we have to be diligent in all things. Um, I was trying to think here. It is, um, oh, my, it's a bit blank. But anyway, they used to, uh, 
It might have been Packer. I, my mind's been blank. Uh, you know, I, heard, I was talking earlier about uh, Packer, and I was talking about Popper. But uh, uh, but anyway, they talk about the Puritans and how they incorporated Christ in every aspect of their lives, whether it's in you know intimacy and marriage or uh, their jobs or whatever it was. They tried to they, they incorporate godly values in every aspect in every area of their lives. And uh, that's hard to do. You know, that's hard to incorporate God in all things in all areas. I think as Christians, if we could do that, how much happier, how much better we would be if we could truly incorporate the, incorporate Christ in all areas and all aspects of our lives. And I think that's what we need to do as Christians. We need to work harder at that, to, to not only show that separation from us in the world, but to show our diligence in our walk with Jesus Christ, that we take uh, this, what we have, our commitment, we uh, we uh, pray that prayer of salvation, that we have taken it seriously. And, uh, you know, uh, you can't sit there and say, well, I'm saved and I'm a Christian, and then every other word out of your mouth is a cuss word. It doesn't work that way. What does God's word say? Put away all filthy communication out of your mouth. You know, uh, I'm not going to say that I have never cussed in my lifetime. I, I hate to say that I have and, um, uh, and regret it. Uh, and particularly before I went to the ministry, I, I really had a disgusting mouth on me and it makes me sick to my stomach I would talk and say things but um, that's why we have to grow beyond that you know that's one great thing that we are a new creation in Christ Jesus those things just like that's talking about this morning uh, talking about time talking about those things in the past we need to let that go we've got to move forward uh, in our thinking and our walk with Jesus Christ put off the old man put on the new man in Christ Jesus and keep pushing forward now it says, as, as obedient, verse 14 here, as obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. Now, when we look at that here, as obedient, and we're talking about obedience here, okay? We must establish a heart of obedience to the things of Jesus Christ. But here's something that we need to be understood here. Do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. Now, before you come to know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, you were ignorant to the things of Christ. You were ignorant to the things of God. You were ignorant to that. So we need to be sure not only to put off that old person, but not be conformed to those former passions. In fact, let's look at uh, Ephesians 4, um, I think it's 22. Yeah, Ephesians 4, 22. Uh, just as I was saying, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life, it is corrupt through deceitful desires, okay? So before, we were living in ignorance. Before, we didn't know. And uh, uh, Fred Paris says, as Vic said this morning, what sins are you talking about? Well, who, what does he know? No, I'm teasing. <laughs> Thank you, Fran. But uh, exactly, you know, uh, and that's, that's one thing Dad said this morning, uh, very true, uh, what he was saying. And um, so we need to be careful about that. It's not to be conformed to those former passions uh, and, and those former ignorance uh, that we once lived in. We've got to be very, very careful about that. And as, as verse 15 says, But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Okay? So in all of our conduct, we, we have to be very, very careful about that. Um there must be a distinction between the sacred, sacred and the secular, uh, as, it's, as it is. Um, and, uh, oh, it was J.I. Packer. I was talking about the, the Puritan vision. That was J.I. Packer. I wrote it down here. Okay, so I was right on that. Uh, but anyway, um, um, sorry, I was thinking about two different things at the same time. Uh, I was starting to think about God's holiness and our conduct. Uh, so it's two separate things I need to get into this evening. I was trying to think where my next, um, where we're going to next. So anyway, uh, I think that, you know, if we are sober in our thinking, if we are preparing our minds for that action, if we're, we're thinking energetically, uh, we're focused uh, on those things as we're reading here above in verses 3 through 12, you know, uh, therefore, look at those things 3 through 12. And uh, then we can avoid that pitfall of those former passions, that former thinking, that former way of doing things. We will be conformed to that. Instead, we'll be conformed to the things of Christ. But as, so it says, now here's something I think is very interesting here. But as for you who, but as he who, yeah, a second. 
But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. Now, I know I've mentioned Piper a lot, but uh, there were some things that, in my studies that he had said I thought made a lot of sense. Uh, one thing he had said here uh, in regards to uh, God's holiness says that um, uh, God's standard is outside um, of, um, what did I write down here? It's outside, oh, what did I write here? That was really cool what I was going to say too, and I can't remember what I was going to say. God's standard is outside. Well, the point I was trying to make um, is that God is outside of any kind of man's standard, man's way of thinking. Uh, he doesn't have to compare himself, you know, uh, to the um, um, the Old Testament laws or, or, or man's standard of good. God is outside of that. God is always was and always has been. God is, is, is infinitely holy. Uh, he is, uh, I think one thing I wrote here is infinite uh, value. Uh, is um, uh, God is is perfect? I mean, you know, God's holy standard is is beyond anything. In fact, um, uh, R.C. Sproul in his book uh, Holiness of God is on, on page forty, uh, page forty of Holiness of God. Uh, he talks about um, in regards to this very verse here uh, is that uh, uh, you know it's not about um, uh, saying that God is eternal, 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 or love, 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 or mercy, mercy, mercy. He goes back to Isaiah 6.3, which is our opening scripture this evening. And, uh, and, and he also says on page 45 that Isaiah uh, gained a new radical understanding of sin. And um, it is, uh, as said Isaiah 55, his thoughts are not our thoughts exactly. But Isaiah 6.3 is, like I said, is our opening passage this evening. Um, let me go back and read that just real quick here. Um, hold on here. Back over here. I should have marked it there, but I did. Um, yeah, Isaiah 6 3 says, And one called one to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. So we see here that uh, we shall be holy for I, for God. For, you know, we see I am holy, for God is holy. Your conduct uh, should be, um, uh, that should be your litmus test against all things. That, uh, you know, we should compare our, and our thing. Of course, obviously, we're never going to be perfect on this side of heaven. All right. Uh, it's not about keeping all the all the Old Testament laws. It, it's it's about trying to keep that moral law. The, the trying to uh, uh, conduct ourselves in a way that is glorifying to God. Uh, I think one person uh, gave an illustration. Uh, what was it? Um, oh my goodness! Uh, trying to think here. Give me just a second here. Um, okay. So that we're talking about we are positionally sanctified, uh, progressively sanctified, and um, um, let's see, it's positioning, positionally, progressively, and perfectly sanctified. I said one way we can look at that in regards to being set apart and having that holiness of God. Uh, I was talking about a little girl with a lollipop that uh, she sees a friend, but when she takes that lollipop, uh, in order to separate, make sure her friend gets that lollipop, she licks the, the, all, the whole lollipop. That way she knows nobody's going to get it. Uh, unless you're like my dad, which he would pick up a roll, and he would lick the bottom of it and say, oh, did you want that last roll? <laughs> and so if I had a thought, I would have grabbed it from him and licked the other side and say, no, <laughs> that would have taught him. But I didn't think I had to do that. That would have been funny. But anyway, uh, so she would lick that uh, uh that lollipop on both sides, and that way nobody else would want it, so it's set apart. And then she would continue to eat that whole lollipop, which would be progressively, until it was all gone, and then, you know, see that perfectly sanctified. So while we're here on this earth, uh, we, or those who accept Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior, we are set apart. Then while we're here on this earth, we are progressively sanctified. We're continually trying to, uh, to live uh, in a way that is pleasing unto God, uh, uh, continually learning and growing, uh, in the ways of God's eyes. And then once we step across and we enter into the gates of heaven, then we that's when we are perfectly sanctified. So hopefully that makes sense in regards to uh, uh, that holiness and what we're seeing here. So in closing, I keep believing, golly, it's like this hour went by like that. Uh, be sure that we, you know, talk, you know, for those who are not saved, I mean, I hope, pray that you will make that commitment to Christ today. 
uh, that you won't waste any time. We are living in the last days. No, no, no doubt about it. For those who are saved, you know, I guess I'm probably talking more to you tonight because there are so little difference between those who are saved, those who are claiming to be Christians, and those who are in the world. Don't forget who you are in Christ Jesus. And don't forget that you have been set apart. And don't forget that we are in a very real battle and that we need to make sure our conduct is worthy of his name, that we are sober-minded and that we are fighting and that we are fighting thoughts that shouldn't be there. Are we perfect? No, but I think that's the problem with too many Christians. They use that as the excuse. Well, I'm not perfect, so, and, it's, and do what they want to anyway. We need to take sin seriously. We need to hate and abhor what is evil and cling to those things that are good. Let us pray. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us each and every day to live a life that is glorifying and honoring to you. Uh, Lord, let us be obedient. Let us serve you well. Let our conduct be worthy of your name. And Lord, let us uh, be uh, to strive to have that mind of Christ. Lord, if there's anyone watching this evening that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill with the Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us, lead us, guide us, which all protects us from me again. In Jesus' name I pray. Appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this evening. And Lord willing, Wednesday evening, we'll continue on in our study here at First Peter. Thanks for watching. God bless.